Right, um, this morning I'm just going to speak a little bit about, you know, getting in the water and why we get in the water and the importance of that. And um, I, I think I got baptised about 14 years ago and I was reluctant to do it because I was a very nervous and shy person. And um, you probably don't believe me, but I was. I, I, I met, uh, who was my girlfriend at the time, Sarah, and uh, she said, you need to get baptised. I'm like, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that, <laughs> no chance. And uh, she kind of pushed me along and got me there and, you know, and, 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 and I did it. And I, I remember shaking like this. So it, for me, it was a really, you know, it was a difficult moment for me to do that. But I did it because I knew it was right to do and the Bible tells us to do it. But I want to look at, you know, a little bit of what it meant in those days as well. Because it's very different when we look at it in those days than it is for us today. Culturally in the context of what was happening then. But I want to start by saying this. You know, we all need a wash, don't we? Who's had a wash this morning? Put your hand up. Some of you, so the ones who didn't put a hand up, you haven't had a wash. Oh, that's okay. I've got, some, I've got some deodorant if you want to come and borrow some. You know, if you need some, just come up here. But if the person comes and fetches it, please don't look at them and follow them back to the seats. Okay? Because it might not be about them, it might be handing it to somebody next to them. But you know, we all need a wash, do we not? Was it just me? I, I remember growing up, discovering I've got some shampoo as well this morning. I've got the Lynx effect. The Lynx effect. I've got some shampoo. I've got some deodorant. And I remember growing up, I remember f- getting to a certain age and thinking, I don't like washing. I don't like water. Was it just me? Does anybody else not like washing at some point? You dare own up now. Come on. I remember my mum telling me to wash. Get up them stairs and have a wash. I've had a wash. Right, and, and she'd push me and force me to brush my teeth and have a wash. It was like, I just didn't like water. I didn't like washing. It was like a waste of time. I just wanted to get up, get out, play football, come back in, put my trousers over the top, cover the grass stains. Nobody knew about it. I was fine. Off we go the next day. And, um, but I did realize I began to smell. I realized I do need a wash because I'm starting to smell. Especially when I got to like 13 because it was girls. And they change everything for, for some boys, maybe not. But they, all of a sudden I realised I smelt. And then I discovered deodorant. Deodorant is the master of covering up all smells, is it not? It's like, no, I don't smell. Right? I don't smell. I cover it all up. But you know what? We all need a wash. We all need a wash. And we, God knows we need a wash. God knows we, all of us, some point, have fallen short of God's glory. And you might say, I don't need a wash. I'm sure you get up in the morning and have a wash. You know you need a wash for the day. You know it's, you feel better when you get up and you have a after, after going through the rigmarole of the shower or whatever, you know you feel better. Some of you ladies saying, I love a bath. I love a bath bomb. I love soaking for hours in the bath. I feel great. Some of us don't. But here's the deal, right? We all need a wash. And God knows we need a wash. God knows we fall short of his standard. And you might be here this morning saying, no, I don't need a wash. I'll guarantee the standard of God in his holiness, in his purity, you will fall short of his standard. And God wants to clean you up. God wants to give you a fresh start. And that's the hope that we have. And that's why he sent Jesus Christ to wash you. Not that we wash ourselves to become a better person and we feel better. No, no, no. Jesus was sent to wash you. Jesus was sent to clean you up. We don't clean ourselves because when we try, we mess up again. 
But Jesus came to clean you up. Jesus came to give you a fresh start, and that's the good news. But we all need a wash. I'm going to read a scripture from John 13. It's when Jesus is sitting washing feet. I mean, if you're going to have to wash something that's horrendous, it's feet, isn't it? Anybody like feet? Is there anyone here who actually likes feet? I quite like looking at them. But most people don't like feet. You get stuff in between the toes, don't you? And they're kind of, the disciples are sitting with Jesus and they're about to wash the feet. Because in those days, you, you wore sandals and your feet got dirty because they walked everywhere. They didn't have one of these you know, cars with the, the mats and it all nice and clean in the car. They didn't have that. They just walked through sand and dust and the feet got dirty. So at the end of the day, they had their feet washed. So they're all sitting around washing their feet. And Jesus is about to wash their feet. And they say, no, 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 Jesus, we need to wash your feet. And it's that kind of conversation. It's a feet washing day, right? You might have them at home. Anybody else have feet washing days at home? All the time. Me too. We sit around, we have a snack, we wash our feet, we compare who's got the dirtiest. You know, it's usually me. Because I don't wash for three days. But, but this, I'm going to read a scripture from John 13 verse 10. And Jesus says this to him. He says, Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. I'm sure some of the kids will say to me, I've already had a bath, I don't need to have another wash. Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. And he's talking about somebody in the room there whose heart is selfish, and his name was Judas. But here's the deal. God says, this is how you get clean, okay? This is how you get clean. I've come to wash you. And it's not about us getting in the water today, because that you know that's normal water, and it won't really clean your heart. It won't really clean you, because tomorrow you'll get dirty again. You'll get the stuff between your nails, and you'll get greasy, or you'll get pen on your face, or as somebody at school stamps the, you know, one of them stampers on you. You'll get, you'll, you'll have to wash again. But here's the deal: Jesus comes to wash our hearts. He comes to clean us on the inside out. And then he says this in John 15 later on, when they're talking about being fruitful, and you know. And he says these words to him in John 15, verse 3. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. You are already clean because of the word that is spoken to you. He's talking to the disciples. So why do we need to get in the water if Jesus is saying we get clean by believing the word? We need to get clean by believing the word. How do you clean up your life? How do you get clean today? Simply this. Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe that Jesus is the only one who can clean your life. There is no other name on this earth who has been sent to clean up your life. You can go therapy. You can go counseling. And all those things are good. But your heart will only be cleaned by Jesus Christ. And there's a reason for this. Many have tried to clean up their own lives and fail and fall short of God's standard. But Jesus is the only one who came and defeated sin, uncleanness of this world, man's rebellion. is the only one who managed to defeat it and stayed clean. Is holy and pure and there's none other like him in this world. All have fallen short of that standard. So Jesus was sent to clean up your life. So he said this to them. This is how you get clean. Believe in me. How amazing is that? Well, no, 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 I've got to do something to clean up my life. No, no, no. Faith in Jesus Christ releases grace from heaven for your life. 
and it is received by faith, but it's given by God's grace and God's mercy. You do not earn it. You don't say, right, I need to clean up my life to be right with God. No, no, no. The righteousness of God was given from, through Jesus Christ. God's holiness was given through Jesus. So how do we get right? Faith, believe, trust, accept Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, you are already clean because you have believed my word. And the Bible says that Jesus was the promise of God, the promise of salvation promised in the Old Testament. He was the word made flesh. The promise of salvation appeared in a man in Jesus. So if we want salvation, if we want to be cleaned up, it only comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And Jesus then promises something else. He promises to send the Holy Spirit to come and live in you and fulfill that promise of holiness in you so you're right with God. And the bonus is eternity with God. That's a pretty good deal. That's good news. You can't earn it. You just believe by faith and receive it. And he's saying to the disciples, this is how you've got clean because you believed in me. You've believed in Jesus. You've trusted my word. Now you are right with me. So why do we need to get in the water? I'm already clean. I remember turning up for baptism. I was standing right here and saying to Sarah, no, I've believed Jesus. I've received Jesus in my heart. Water's not going to clean me. I'm already clean. Don't you read the Bible? Jesus said, I received him. I'm already clean. Why do I need to get in water, Sarah? And Sarah says, well, it says in the Bible, Jesus commands us to repent and be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's a command from Jesus. Well, if I believe in Jesus, I'm going to trust what Jesus says. I'm going in that water then. And to be honest, I didn't quite understand, although I had some understanding, I didn't fully get the water thing when I did it. But here's the deal. Jesus says, do it. And I didn't really understand at the time what I was doing, although they'd explained to me, but I wasn't really listening. But I loved Jesus in my heart, and I believed in Jesus, and I was right with God, so I needed to get in the water. So my first point is this. We all need a clean. We all need a wash. And you might be here thinking, I'm okay, I don't need a believe in Jesus and he'll wash you. It's, simply, it's as simple as that. God has sent Jesus to clean up your life. Many will accept it and many will reject it. But I have to give you that opportunity today to receive God's righteousness that's available for you and eternity with him. So we all need a wash, do we not? The second thing is this. They got in the river. And we've all got to get in the river. Does anybody want to get in the river? We haven't got a river. To, we've got the River Trent round the back. But to be honest, I wasn't going to dip, dip, dip you in that. I'd have a few complaints, health and safety. The people would be freaking out. And we'd have, oh, it's just, it's cold today. So we've, we've, we've got some nice warm water that we warmed up yesterday for you. And we're looking after you. We're making sure it's all okay in the water. But it says in Matthew 3, verse 1 to 6, this was John the Baptist. He was baptizing people. He was telling them to turn away from their sins. He says, in those days, John the Baptist, and he came before Jesus. He was saying that Jesus is coming. Get your life straight. Get your heart right, ready for receiving Jesus. John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was, was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the, for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair. He's an interesting character, isn't he? 
and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of, Jordan, of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. And it says, we've got the next one. I baptize you with water for repentance. That means they're turning away from their old life. They're receiving forgiveness and starting a new life. But after me comes one, this is Jesus, who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and a fire. Is the Holy Spirit comes with a fire, a, a fire that consumes your sin and starts you all over again. So John the Baptist is standing by the river and he's baptizing people. After John the Baptist, the disciples were told by Jesus to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why do we need to get in the river? The river or baptism in water is a public declaration of what God has done in your heart. It's saying, I've believed in the word and Jesus has cleaned my life, but I'm not going to keep it in here anymore. I'm going to publicly declare what God has done in my life. Does that make sense? So, so they're getting in the river, but actually the river is in them. Okay? The river is in them. What is the river? The river is God's love. The river is God's eternal, unconditional love that has been poured out through Jesus Christ. And it's a love that does not end. It does not come with judgment or conditions. It is an unconditional love that will pour through your life, in your heart, and will begin to renew you. That's the river that's going on on the inside. And it's only the Holy Spirit that can do that in you. Faith in God cleans you. Then the Holy Spirit begins a journey, begins to renew your mind and and restore the brokenness on a day-to-day journey. And you begin that process of renewal and restoration. Is it always easy? No. But is it the better way? Absolutely. Because God wants to clean your life because we all need a wash. But he wants you to get in the river. And today when they get baptized, it's a testimony of what, gone on, what they believe on the inside. The water does nothing. It's just tap water. You know, kids have it sprinkled over their heads when they're little. It does nothing. It's just water. The only way to be clean is faith in Jesus Christ. And it's a public declaration of what Jesus did on the cross. That he died for them. And he rose again, and he rose up to heaven, and is seated above all things, the Bible says. And that's the river that they're getting in. They're getting in a river that's been poured out. It's a river of love through a river of blood. And the blood was poured out. Why the blood? The blood was holy and pure. There is only life in God's blood. There is no sin or evil in God. So God poured out a blood through his precious son that is able to clean you up. Has anybody, anybody used vanish? It promises to clean everything, does it? Yeah, mm, debates, arguments, you can fall out after. You know, it promises to clean everything, but a curry stain, Vindaloo, ain't coming out of a white shirt with vanish. It doesn't work, but they keep promising it. Vanish. Silly bang. What's that about? Promises, promises, promises. Just to trick you to buy the stuff. Listen, the blood of Jesus is the greatest, most powerful 
most powerful detergent that will clean you from the inside. It has life beyond life. And it's a river that God has poured out through his son. So how do you receive it? Faith in Jesus Christ. Then he pours out the Holy Spirit that is holy and pure and becomes like a fire inside of you. Gives you a passion and a love for God because what he did for you on the cross. So there's a river we're getting in, but the river has to get in. And if the river's not in, it'll just be water. But when the river's in, you're in the river. And I don't know what you've decided, I've got two minutes. I don't know what you've decided today, but if it was me and it was everlasting life, forgiveness of sin, a new start, and eternity with God that is not available anywhere else apart from with God, not even Vanish or Silly Band can give you that, but God promises new life and eternity with Him. Now, you know, I'll make it happen on my own, I'll be all right, I'll clean it up when I'm at the end. No, 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 it won't happen. You keep going. You keep trying. You know you've tried it too many times and it keeps falling short. But there's one who is the name above all all names. I'm going to read what Jesus says. I'm going on to my next point. What have you decided? I have decided. I have decided. You know, and this might not be about you accepting Jesus today, but you can choose to put Jesus in areas of your life that you know you need renewal. And you say, Jesus, I've decided in there now, you're coming in. I've decided to follow you. I've decided to put you first. So we're talking about salvation, but the journey of salvation and restoration doesn't, doesn't end when you get in the water. It carries on until the day you die. So Jesus into cleaning areas of your life up for the good of you. So I have decided, Matthew 28, 16 to 20 says this. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. They'd seen Jesus die and rise again from the dead, defeat death, yet some of them still doubted. They doubted the word of God. They doubted God that he'd come and sent his son, even though they'd seen it with their own eyes. Miracles will not save you, only faith in Christ. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Here's the deal. There is only one who has all authority on this earth. His name is Jesus. He has authority over death. He has authority over sin. You do not have authority over death, and you do not have authority over sin, so you will struggle to clean your life up. But there is one who has authority over all things. And if you give him your life and come into the river, this is what he does. He will conquer sin for you. The things that are mastering you, he will get you to be an overcomer and begin to master them. Because he is the only one who has all authority. And he has authority over sin. He has authority over death. Woo! Wow, who are you going to trust in? What have you decided today in your heart? Deny Christ that he died on the cross and he rose again. And you know, and when they were getting baptized in this water back then, after the death and, and the resurrection and Jesus had gone to heaven and left them, when they were getting baptized in water, this is what it meant for those in those days. It meant, I'm going to get in this water and the Jewish establishment are watching me. And if I say that Jesus is Lord and the Son of God, I'm equating Jesus to God. And that religious institution will persecute me 
And I might not have much of a family life or life if I get in this water. So what have I decided? Is Jesus over all things today? Or am I controlled by this religious institution? And I'm not talking about this church because this is a great church. But there was a control of the religious organization that they crucified Jesus on the cross. That was the power of that control. The second thing they did was this. When they got in the water, they were saying, baptize me in the name of the Father or the Lord and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. They were then standing against the Roman Empire. They were getting in the water to say, well, am I going to trust Jesus? Have I decided? Yeah. And I'm going to say that Jesus is Lord, not the Roman Empire. And there'll be people standing there and there'd be people, Roman officers, note, making a note to see if they would get in the water. And if they got in the water, they would go back to their uh, administration office. They would send notes and they would take their house and take their possessions and take everything for them, off them. And they knew this would happen. So when they were getting in the water, they were deciding, is Jesus number one? Is Jesus the name above all names? If I go in and die, will Jesus resurrect me again? Will he restore like he promised more than what gets taken from me in this world? Is Jesus who he says he is? Or was he just a man who came and taught nice things? Is Jesus Lord? Is Jesus the son of God? And if they were saying the son of God, wow, the Jews didn't like it. And the Romans didn't like it. Why? Because in those days, Caesar, who had passed away, had adopted a son called Augustus Octavian. And Augustus Octavian was adopted. He was the son of Caesar. Or Caesar was known as God. Octavian was the son of God. So if you were standing in that water and saying Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus was also known as the good news, was he not? Well, guess what Octo Octavian was known as? The good news. Rome is back. He is the ruler. He is the king. So when they were getting in the water, they were prepared to die for their savior. They were prepared not to deny him, but to acknowledge. There are powers, there are things that try and control me in this world, but I'm not controlled by them or anymore. I'm going to trust in Jesus Christ. And I don't know what's controlling you today. You might be fine this morning, but I'll guarantee one day you're going to face death. And has death got a grip on your life? Or is Jesus the King? Is Jesus the Lord? And are you a son of God? Because if you're a son of God, he's going to look after you. Because he has all authority all authority. He's above the things that you face. He's above the threats of this world. He's above the political system. He's above any control, any sin. He's up here. So is he your Lord? And there's a few things I'm just going to read out quick and we need to get moving. And this is for you to decide today. Just put those things up for me. Just put them all on. You can decide to receive forgiveness. You can decide to renew your faith in God. Today's your day. Decide. You can decide to live differently. I want to repent and move away from that. You can accept that you are weak and you are vulnerable and come to Jesus and let him be the power of your life. And you can accept to believe in Jesus. And I don't know where you're at today, but you can choose today. You decide what you believe. People died for Jesus. They were crucified. They went to the cross and they died just like Jesus because they believed in this message and that this message would get here for you. Because God loves you. He poured out his son 
his one and only son to show you that he loved you. And I don't know where you're at, but I would choose Jesus. Let us just bow our heads. I'll invite the band up. It's a choice. God won't force himself upon you, but he's made a way that you can get to God. And I'm just going to pray and you can choose to believe in God today and pray with me. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his love, his death, and his resurrection. And I thank you that you offer forgiveness of sin. We choose to receive that forgiveness today through faith in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, come into my life that I would know you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.